0: Hello, and welcome to the Lead From Within podcast. My name is Jane Mystery, and this podcast is essentially a vehicle for you to live true to your greatness, to transform yourself, your leadership, and your organization. And this ep- weekly episode is essentially titled Three Insights from My Journal. And every week I share three insights or three things which I have been thinking about journaling on, um, reflecting on. And my intention for, you, uh, for me to, to share this with you is essentially so you can reflect on this as well. So you can transform the way that you see yourself or a situation. And then ultimately, for you to then perform and get the results that you really want to create results and outcomes, internally, as well as externally. So in this episode, I'll share three things. Number one, is essentially coming from an article which I read in business, uh, Harvard Business Review uh, this edition, which is July-August edition. And there's an article in this edition uh, that's titled The C-Suite Skills That Matter Most. It's, it's it's essentially saying more than ever, companies need leaders who are good with people. And the article is essentially um, sharing some research that was done on kind of looking at what um, C-Suite executives uh, or the job title or job descriptions of, of kind of c-suite um, executives and how increasingly over the last few years social skills have become even more important than they were before and skills that essentially mean that you're good with people and so I guess one could generally call this as they refer to in the article um, as well as in in the world of work these are I guess what, what would we call softer skills you know listening communicating speaking empathizing things that will allow you to be good with people and really meeting people where they are and obviously harder skills being the more technically orientated skills so I was reading cycle and kind of well what came to my mind was firstly this is no surprise um, I don't know why it's taken so long for people to realize that uh, actually being good with people is actually a you know, essential for leadership. Um, We've all had leaders in our lives where we've not resonated with, as well as the leaders that have really led us perfectly and um, that have really kind of led us in in a way that we would like. And so um, for me personally, the best leaders in my lives have have been the ones that have allowed me to um, flourish, prosper. And for them to lead me, it has required them to really understand me and, and to connect with me um, and so obviously being good with people and, and at the same time you know the times where I've led other people um, it's always been where or because I have met them where they are I've been really good at um, you know the, the fundamental skills of listening and communicating and you know understanding each other and connecting with people um, so your own personal reflection will, will probably you know be the same obviously there have been great leaders in the past where technical expertise is required but without the softer skills here um that's completely pointless so i'm kind of glad that this is coming about and it's becoming more obvious um but essentially the the explanation which they've given in the article is this i'm going to quote this large companies today have increasingly complex operations heavier reliance on technology more workforce diversity and greater public accountability for their behavior. Leading under those circumstances requires superior listening and communication skills, and an ability to relate well to multiple constituencies. And so my reflection here is firstly, why do we call this soft skills? I think generally we, we perceive softer skills to be less important than harder skills, which are the more technically orientated skills in the workplace. Um, I think these are really fundamental skills. These are the foundation skills that we all should be working on in the workplace, um, as well as outside of the workplace. Listening, superior listening, speaking, really understanding each other. And how can we best practice superior listening and communication and speaking? Well, I think that first starts from listening to ourselves. If we do not create time to listen to ourselves, to connect with ourselves, to um, speak to ourselves to some degree then that's going to impact the way that we speak and listen to others and so i think the first thing my reflection here is the more time that we create for ourselves to connect with ourselves as leaders and you know this doesn't necessarily need to mean that if you're not leading an organization this doesn't you uh, know uh, count towards you well actually the way i see it is we are all leaders in our own lives we are I see, you know, all of my clients, those who are in C-suite, those who are, you know, owners of their own businesses, but all those who are not, they're still C-suite of their life. They're still the CEO of their life. And so um the more time and space that we create for ourselves, I think the better we are at listening to them, to other people, because we, we're we're more we're coming from a more grounded place. And actually I wanted to share a, a listening exercise which I has which has been really powerful for me as well as um others in my community in a conversation you know this this harvard business review article had um, quoted superior listening so how can we become superior listeners well a great way that we can become a superior listener in in a conversation is when when the other person is talking obviously listening to them actively but the game is for us not to say anything to them apart from asking them questions about the thing that you understand the least so in in a conversation as the other person speaking you're just obviously you're listening but you're also looking for the thing that you understood the least and asking them more about that and I would invite you to take part in this in, you know, whether it be in the workplace or outside the workplace, and just really test it and play the game and see how it has impacted your connection in that conversation. How has it impacted your listening? How has it impacted your communication? Um, And so at least for 50% of the conversation, it should be you not talking whatsoever, apart from when you ask a question about what you understood the least this one exercise has been really powerful for me in the workplace as well as outside the workplace and also as a coach um coaching um because i think that you know all of us are our own coaches as well as within an organization um coaching is an essential tool an essential skill for leadership cool that's my first thing i know that was um kind of out there and uh you know give i gave him a bit of my opinion but i think this listening exercise could also be really powerful for you so um i'd love to know what your thoughts are on that and once you've had a chance to practice it then i'd love to hear what your takeaways were cool the second thing was um the the distinction about you know being in our own mind versus being on the court now i think you know this this actually came this morning when i was having a conversation with one of my clients who's an entrepreneur he's you know Recently, just gone all in on him on, on kind of making his business happen, and um, you know, really creating what he really wants to create in the world. And it can be a very lonely journey, you know, as an entrepreneur, as well as um, when you are working in the workplace and working on a project, you know, by yourself. Or if you are in C-suite, if you are an executive or a VP within the corporate world, it still can be a very lonely journey, and. What I noticed from my own personal reflections when I have been in these situations as 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 I built my business, et cetera, as I am building my business currently um and as I'm working on 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 the business and you know sometimes my my work my work is very isolated, and there are times when that is healthy and there are times when that is unhealthy and the times when it's unhealthy is when I'm getting caught up in my own head when I'm questioning myself when I am um, doubting myself when when, um, things seem very hard in my own mind, but then I notice I go out. So like last week I was in Switzerland for, for a couple of days, I went out and I was with people for the whole two days in meetings and I was having a great time, I was so much more confident. I was out my head. I was in the court, it was in the court, in the arena, playing the game. I was, um, you know, active and my work flowed so easy. In that in that instance, because I was with people, I was out of my head. I was kind of on the court doing my work, and is, this is really interesting because yes, there are times when we need to do some deep work in in an isolated setting. But when whenever I have been in this isolated scenario, when it's when it's unhealthy, when it doesn't feel good, in the past I have continued to put myself in that in environment, and, I've, and it hasn't done me any favors. Whereas whenever I've kind of gone out and, you know, worked in a new office or kind of gone to a coffee shop or met clients face to face, um, it has just been so such a relief. It's been, I've I've noticed my productivity increase. Um, And so I think this is what I'm trying to say here is given the fact that we've had a, you know, with COVID, we've all been very isolated and a lot of us the way the way, the way the working world has changed now is obviously with this hybrid approach many of us are working at home it can be very lonely it can be very easy to get stuck in our own head um, and so knowing that when when you have when we have this awareness that it is actually not healthy i'm feeling isolated I it, it doesn't feel too good immediately acting on it and getting yourself out there in the arena with people um, and then there are times when I've been with people for the whole week and I've been in meetings or whatever, and I need some alone time to reflect. And obviously that's important as well. So it's just finding that balance. But I think the importance is for, for us to take immediate action on when we are feeling isolated, when we are feeling alone and um, in our own heads, getting out of it pretty quickly before we start digging ourselves a hole um, in our own minds. So that's that's the thing. And I, th- I think there's, there's multiple ways. I mean, I was having a conversation with my clients this morning and there's multiple ways that we can get out and create an environment where we are out of our own head and that elevates our performance but i don't think this is just relevant to entrepreneurs or leaders in organizations i think for anyone given the last couple of years that we've had um, and so it's so important for our well-being for our performance for our creativity etc um so i guess the question that you could reflect on is you know where where do i feel isolated? Um, and what can I now do to, to get myself out of my head and into the arena, in, in the court, playing the game um, and having fun? Cool. And then the final thing is um, something which I've spoken about before many times, something I've written about a lot, but and may, you've probably heard of this already, but I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really share this with you because it's something which has been so powerful for me is the difference between managing energy versus managing time. I was having a conversation with another client of mine who, um, when we were talking about this and it popped up about, you know, he was feeling tired and he was completely burnt out, not completely burnt out. I would say just tired and kind of low on energy. And we talked about, you know, eight hours of work with not aligned energy or misaligned energy is I'm not saying it's pointless, but it's it's not as effective compared to one hour of work with an aligned state of being and an energy that is extremely high and it feels really good and doing an hour of work uh, of work in that state. And so there's a there's a difference between the amount of time that you spent on on a certain task, which is the linear way of looking at life and a different in the state of being in an energy which is a non-linear way of looking at life and when we are in a aligned state when the energy is really high um, you know one hour of deep work can be so much more powerful than eight hours of low energy work and you life will experience like you know this is not i'm not here to tell you what to believe i'm not here to tell you what to do but your own experience will guide you. Like if you look at time when you are most high performing, when what state of being were you in? Were you stressed? Were you anxious? Were you calm? Were you relaxed? Were you feeling good? Were you in a good energy? You know, look back at your life and you know understand when were you, at, you know, most high performing? When were you low performing? And what you know what energy states were you in? I think and understanding this really allows us to. Um, it gives us permission to take those breaks, go for that walk in the middle of the day, um, say no to that meeting so you can get your energy back, so you can come to a place of alignment, um, go to the gym when, when you want to go to the gym, You know, do these things which allow you to come back home to who you really are, your own inner power, your own aligned energy, so then you can come from this place in what you're doing because it's the being state first, and then that leads to the doing, and then that leads to the having of the result. Um, And, you know, even in the workplace, you know, a lot of people still believe that we get paid for our time, but not really. We we don't get, because there's people in the world who get paid different, but they put in the same amount of time. So are we really getting paid for our time? No, we're getting paid for the value that we bring in the time that we have. And even deeper than that, we're getting paid not, for, not just for our value, but the energy that we bring in that time. And so when we really understand that it's energy, it's energy that is essentially what we're being paid for. Well, I guess the more energy we give into the world, the more aligned energy that we give with the right intention, that's when we receive the most. And so if we're coming from a place of being tired, burnt out, and just, you know, not in a great place, well, then that's not a good place to be if we want to perform at a high level. And so it's good to take a step back and actually give ourselves permission to slow down, to take a break. Um, Not only is it good for our well-being, but it's also good for our performance. And if it's good for our performance, then it's good for, you know, the bank balance or, the organization or whatever it is that you lead, right? Um, and so the just kind of n- noticing, the, I guess the question to reflect on is, where have I been most high-performing or what state of being have I been the most high-performing in? And how can I create this state of being on a daily basis? Cool. I hope that was a useful use of your time. I hope those were three points, which or three insights from my journal, which was powerful for you. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I would love to hear what you got from this podcast episode. And if you know anyone who would also benefit from this episode, I would really invite it. I really, really invite you to share this with those who it could really serve. Until next time, have a great rest of the day, evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and I'll speak to you soon.